0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Acts chapter 10. We're starting with verse 17 tonight. And what's going on in the story, which includes the Apostle Peter here. Um, Remember, he's just waking up from a vision. And the vision basically was here's all this these different kinds of animals and the lord tells him kill and eat he says no lord i've never eaten anything that is not kosher right anything that is impure or unclean i've never done that and the lord said look don't call something unclean if god has made it clean powerful so we begin with verse 17. so peter was very perplexed what is perplexed i want to take it to a different different level Confused can be one of the synonyms. How about at a loss? Like, mm, what, what on earth does that mean? What could the vision mean? Just then, the men sent by Cornelius, someone say Cornelius, found Simon's house, remember? Simon the Tanner. So Simon Peter is staying at Simon the Tanner's house. So standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling, right, he was perplexed, he was bamboozled. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Did you catch those, the three parts of that command? There was no room for doubt. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry for I have sent them. This story always gives me chills because God was taking care of it care of it on both ends. All right. This, he sent an angel to Cornelius and set this up, said, ask for Peter to come explain the good news to you. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you're looking for. Why have you come? Can you imagine you show up at someone's house and they say, God told me you were coming. What you got for me? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer, a centurion, right? A commander of a hundred. He is a devout and God-fearing man. God-fearing meaning he respected the things of the Lord. He didn't want to do things that would offend God. So he was a type of believer. He believed in the Lord. He's devout and God-fearing. He was faithful. He's well-respected by all the Jews. A good symbol for the Jewish people at that time. And their minds said, man, he's well-respected. He's doing something right. A holy angel. What is an angel? A messenger from God instructed him to summon you Call you to his house so that he can hear your message. Mm. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. Let's stay right there just for a moment. Stories like this, you go, wow, God's speaking to him, but he's never met these people, and now he's inviting them into the house. How many of you know that things have changed so much? Now if you show, show up at someone's house unannounced, they may not answer the door. are like, wait, why are they here? What on earth? Back in the day, did you know maybe your grandma, maybe your mom did this? They always had a fresh cake baked for when visitors showed up. Some folks did that. They had food ready just in case a neighbor dropped by. Now neighbors drop by and folks are going, man, don't oh know, man, I'm not I, I can't get out there right now. This is interesting because they show up and they're looking for Peter and Peter says, I'm the one that you're looking for and God's spoken to y'all. He's spoken to me. Come on in. Stay the night. I remember back in the day when I would do missions in different places. Those who have done missionary work, you will confirm this. You show up. You meet believers you have never met before, and you get to stay at their houses. Ms. Debbie, we experienced some of that in in South Africa, even even though it was set up. It's like you've known people forever. You you get to show up, and there's all this amazing hospitality for you. We would go out in what they called the bush In South Africa, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And some of it looked like this area, kind of the mesquite bush look, kind of the high desert, semi-arid, kind of like Hobbes in South Africa. And we'd go out into the middle of nowhere, and there'd be someone there, and they were ready to share their food with you and talk about Jesus and welcome you like they'd known you forever just because you believed in Jesus like them. Nothing like that. There's nothing like It warms your heart, touches you. I've been to Russia, man. I've had the privilege of being in Indonesia, And it's the same all over the world with believers. Mexico, they say, man, come on over here. I remember we stayed in Mexico one time in a place called Morelia in Michoacan. And we go to, I remember we go to take a shower and I looked up and I go, oh man, I was gonna, we were getting ready for the shower and the guy goes, here's the hot water heater but the pilot doesn't, doesn't stay on. And I go, excuse me, where's the hot water heater? And he goes, right here. And it was this big. Dad said, if you go first, you better hurry. He said, if not, you just trust me to leave you a little. And I go, I don't care if it's a cold shower. I'll jump in and out, whatever I got to do. But, but the folks said, whatever we have is y'alls. Whatever we have. If we're eating fish, it's y'alls. If we're, I mean, if we eat chicharrones, does anyone know what chicharrones are? Someone said woo. It's pig rinds, right? Is that pig skin? wow good stuff dipped in cheese kind of crunchy an acquired taste to be sure but it's amazing you travel and for the kingdom of God and God always takes care of you remember when Jesus sent out the 70 he said don't even worry about it when you go find a place to stay and stay there the entirety of, of your visit and your journey don't go anywhere else eat and drink in their home so you and declare the blessing over them there and Peter invited the men in to stay for the night. They'd never met before, but it's like they'd known each other forever. Why? Because they're all part of the same body now. The body of Christ. All with faith in Jesus. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. Now they have a crew going. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Someone say, the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends I don't know about y'all, but I love meeting at somebody's house There's nothing like a bible study or a house church And we may be getting back into those days again because now there's new orders coming down I'm not canceling church. So if y'all want to be here be here We're not canceling church Let it be known there will there will be no church canceled I've been announcing that for months and now we're getting into the whole thing now You know what do you know what they're doing? And I think this is very unfair I'm not going to give you the pros or cons of the vaccine, but I think this is very unfair. This just shows we're in a strange new world. I believe it's in Connecticut now that they will not even sign up college students to do online courses if they're not vaccinated. How does that make sense? That just shows there's other things at work here. And we're not going to let them mess with what's going on with the kingdom of God. They're going to have to change the Constitution first. Because we're going to keep meeting here in groups. and Believers believe and believers gather. Chapter 10 of Hebrews, the Apostle Paul says, don't give up on meeting together like some people do. That's what he said. Once again, Jesus went to church, didn't he? Scripture says, as was his custom, he was there at church on the Sabbath. Well, our Sabbath is Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. Why? Because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. So we're going to meet on Sunday. We're going to have a midweek service. We're going to keep, keep doing our Bible studies, our connect groups. Why? Because you got to meet. You can't be isolated. You've got to build up your faith and stay strong and stay connected with people. Remember, keep the faith, stay connected. All right. So let's go on. As Peter entered his home... This is interesting. Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. Uh, Only God knew Peter could handle that because, you know, some folks would have been like, all right, yeah, go ahead and get your worship on, man. It's about time. No. No, my brethren. No, my sisters. No. Peter pulled him up and said, hey, stand up. I'm a human being. I'm just a man like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. They'd already gathered his friends and relatives. Peter told them, you know, catch this verse because this is true. You know it is against our laws for a Jewish man, a Jewish person, period, to enter a Gentile home. A ni- it was against Jewish law to enter a non-Jewish home. said it's against the law for me to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me, look at this, it was a big step for Peter. He was a Jew of Jews. He was born Jewish. He lived Jewish. He ate He only kosher right he said man look at this that i should no longer god told me i should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean wow this is powerful what did that verse just mean that verse is the predecessor to the statement that the apostle paul went on to make later where he said in christ there's no male or female no jew or gentile we're all just part of the body that is true equality in jesus said, I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. This is a huge deal. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling what? Dazzling clothes, glowing white, I'm sure, was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. And your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Scripture says whoever gives to the poor lends to the Lord. You want to lend money out or lend something out? You, know, you want to return on your giving? Give to the poor. Give to the poor. If you're lending to God, he's going to pay you back with interest. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner, right? A leather worker, a tanner who lives near the... Ocean or the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. How polite. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. No pressure, right? Hey, Pastor Peter, welcome. We're, we're, re- we're ready to hear the message the Lord has given you. But Peter's been spending time with God. Remember, he's been baptized in the Holy Spirit. He's already been leading people to Jesus like crazy. Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. One translation says, God is no respecter of persons. He shows no favoritism. Huh. In every nation, someone say in every nation. Every nation, not just just Asian nations or African nations or the Western Hemisphere or the 1040 window or the North or the South or the North Pole or the South. Every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. That's real basic there. They love and respect and reverence God. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel. That there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Why, did, why does he say peace with God? Because folks are at, in turmoil and at odds with God when they walk in sin and their sins have not been forgiven yet. they are... They have a fear of God, but it's not the kind of fear of God you and I have, the healthy respect and reverence and enjoyment and love of God and pleasure in the things of God. It They are terrified. He said, but there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. What a message. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John, remember John the Baptist, began preaching his message of baptism. That was baptism for repentance. And you know that God anointed Jesus of of Nazareth. Oh, this is powerful. You know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. (laughs) Then Jesus went around doing good, right? And healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. All right. And we apostles, or messengers, are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a what? On a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. What is the significance of that? Well, if Jesus conquered death, it means he conquered death for you, and you can spend eternity with him. Jesus said at one point in the book of John, I am the resurrection and the life. Though you were dead, yet shall you live in me. You're going to live. You're going to live forever. say, man, am I going to live forever on earth? No, not right now. Later on, we'll look into Revelation later, but I'm going to tell you right now, you get to live eternally with God. We talked about eternal life on Sunday. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the bread of life. He, He satisfies eternally. He gives eternal life. God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, Scripture says. Not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. What is a witness? Someone who speaks on behalf of God. A different place in scripture speaks of us as ambassadors for Christ. What is an ambassador? A representative. That's why you got to watch what you say, watch how you act. Keep everything in check. Say, man, is, Pastor Matt, is that a system of do's and don'ts? Those who listen to me often or have listened to the podcast or know how we, how we operate at this church, no, I don't believe in a system of do's and don'ts. But I do believe that if you love God and love people, you will live a life that's pleasing to God. That simple. He's chosen you to be a witness for Him. What is a witness? Someone who shares their faith says, here's what God did for me. A friend of mine and me and a, me and a friend of mine were, were talking... And uh yesterday and the day before just talk just talking about well yesterday, especially just talking about some testimonies and and how God had brought us through some tough, tough times, and what is that, man it'll make the make the hair on your arms or on your neck stand up sometimes you feel chills you say wow this is this is amazing that you went through that and i actually understand this or you went through that and god took you through it that's why i do good news on wednesday nights why because it builds faith we don't call it a super spiritual name can you imagine if i said does anyone want to testify none of y'all would raise your hands how many of y'all want to testify give them the mic alex you know No, you say, man, just let's have some good news. That's you testifying. Say, here's what God has done for me. God has chosen you in advance as well, just like the apostles, to be his witnesses. Remember, Scripture explains Scripture. You go to some previous verses and says God is not a respecter of persons. He shows no favoritism. So he's chosen you in advance to be his witnesses as well. We were those who ate and drank with him. (laughs) That's a sign of covenant as well. They ate and drank with Jesus before he died and after he rose from the dead. They ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. One of the times Jesus showed up, he said, peace be with you. And he ordered us to preach everywhere. Go testify. Share your faith. Be witnesses for me. Preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all the living and the dead. Let's stop right there. Many people, they love to say that, say only God can judge me and say, oh, that's true, brother. One day he will. You don't get it right, he will. One guy, I, I saw a meme of this, picture of a guy with a tattoo. You guys have heard the story? He had it misspelled. He said, only God can juge me. J-U-G-E. I'm like, oh, dude. It was dumb that you said that anyway, but then you misspelled it, man. You cannot be in my, my club. Yes, only God can judge you. We know that. Jesus is the judge of the quick and the dead, the living and the, those who have gone on. He's the judge of all. Someone say, Jesus is Lord of all. If he's Lord of all, then that means he gets to decide lots of stuff. He's, he's been given authority to judge. So man, no, man, don't judge me. People throw that word around. Oh, no. If you don't judge yourself, you will be judged by God. If you don't judge and say, I need to walk in truth, I need to really love God and love others and just do these things to love Him and show love to others. No, He, he's, he is going to judge us for all of our works, good and bad, one day. That's not to put fear in your hearts, but it's to put an encouragement in your heart and say, man, you know what? God is watching constantly. You know, you know the word Holy Ghost? I've said this for years. It's a good reminder. I love review. The word Holy Ghost, the word ghost actually comes from older languages that have come into English and influenced English. The word ghost actually means guest. He's there with you constantly. He knows what's going on. He is a holy guest. The judge of all. The living and the dead. Let's go on. He is the one. Someone say he is the one. I know this movie just came out, and I'm a longtime fan. Let me just tell you all about Aretha Franklin. There's never been another Aretha Franklin, although I hear that Jennifer Hudson knocked it out of the park. If there's any other human alive who could play and act and sing to the best of her ability, similarly to Aretha Franklin, it would have to be Jennifer Hudson. I hear the movie's tragic in some ways, victorious in some ways, and great in other ways. But I have a song on my phone, and it's a gospel song, and you know who's singing it? Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles, and it's entitled Ain't But The One. Yep, there's only one God. Someone say, there's only one God. Oh, I love that. It said, ain't but the one. I said, man, that sounds so American. Ain't but the one. There's only one. He is the one all the prophets testified about. You can look through Scripture, and I promise you, you can find Jesus in every single book of the Bible. You say, you mean by name? By name in some places as types and shadows. Did you know Joshua? That's a form of Jesus' name, Yeshua. And Joshua was a deliverer. Yes, you can find Jesus in every book of the Bible. Every book of the Bible. Why? Because God said, I'm I'm, going to show up and I'm going to deliver you. Scripture says, he is the lamb who was killed or slain at the foundation of the world. Can you imagine? Before there was even creation, the Lord said, I'm going to have to die for these nutheads. That's the Matt translation. He said, man, Matt's going to need me. Matt is going to need a savior. say, man, Alice is going to need me. Man, Monique is going to need me. Adrian's going to need me one day. All three of the Erics, they're going to need me. He said, man, they're going to they're gonna need me one day. The Menah family, they're going to need me someday. The Lamb of God, can you imagine? God's, God knows everything so well that he could see you before you were born and said, man, they're going to need me. He's the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone, look at the simplicity of it, I know it's simple, but it's not easy sometimes for some people because they say, man, how do I do this? How do I wrap my mind around it? Just believe. Saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. The Old Testament prophets prophesied and said, you know what, I'm going to write my law on your hearts one day. You're not even going to have to tell your friend, hey, you need to serve God. You need to serve God. It's going to come to a point. The Lord said, I'm going to write my law on your hearts, and you will serve me of your own volition, basically. You're just going to serve me. Why? All because of Jesus and the plan God has for you. Even as Peter was saying these things, and that's a pretty powerful message, right? I'm doing my best to preach it, man, but I'm telling you, Peter really had it going on here. The Holy Spirit was on him. And you know, there's nothing like a group of people listening to the Word when they're hungry for it. They will pull it right out of you. So even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Holy Spirit fell while he's speaking. He didn't even give an altar call, it doesn't sound like. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. How do do we know that the Holy Spirit was poured out on them? For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Then Peter asked, look at this, can anyone object to their being baptized now in water? That's what that is, baptized. They've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They had already believed in Jesus before this. Now they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now he says, let's go ahead and baptize them in water. Can anyone object to it? Now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? Wow, God is, he's no respecter of persons. And did you know God will always confirm his word? I love that the Peter said, God shows no favoritism. And then while he's speaking in that same message, that little message at this home church, this home Bible study, impromptu gathering, church gathering at a home, whatever you want to call it, while he's saying that, God shows no favoritism, the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles just like he had on the Jews. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Days. Oh, yeah. Peter, stay. Let's have some church, man, for the next few days. We'll feed you, I promise. Maybe chicharrones. Now that he's been delivered from the Old Testament law. Maybe he can have some pig skin. I don't know. He probably still didn't want it. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. Let's read that again. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea, in Israel that the Gentiles had received the word of God. This is good news. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, we're going to stop here, Just we're going to leave it on a tense note. Just, you know, so you'll come back next Wednesday. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. Here we go, right? Let's stop there. Are there any questions tonight? I need to start closing in prayer because the Spanish service begins in eight minutes. Anyone have any questions tonight? What's that? You ask and you receive, and you speak the words that come to your heart. We can talk more about that soon, but that is a great question, Mika. Actually, I'm meeting with you and your husband soon. Let's Don't let me forget. Let's talk about that. That's important for a marriage. It really is. You just Scripture says you ask, ask anything in my name, Jesus said, and I'll give it to you. So you say, man, w-. when you do ask, though, you may have some crazy words. You say, man, what is this? Is this gibberish? Oh, no, it's the Holy Spirit flowing through you. And when you speak in tongues, Scripture says you're not speaking unto mankind or other humans. You're speaking directly to God. That's powerful. Great question. Any other question? You actually asked a question on a Wednesday night. We need to give her a gift card somewhere. <laughs> no, serious. People don't ask. And she's kind of shy, man. She, she took the lid off the thing. Anybody else? Any questions? Any questions? I know you've been wondering who my barber is. I cut my own hair. So let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's just thank the Lord for his word. Let's thank him because he's faithful. Let's thank God because, man, he's taking care of you. You say, man, Pastor Matt, you don't know the stuff I've been through. I may not. Unless you've told me. I don't know about it, but I know he's taking care of you because here you are. You said, no, it was... I thought I was done for. I thought I was done. Yeah, he's taking care of you. He brought you through last year. He's going to bring you through this year. Don't you worry about a thing. God is going to take care of you. I like that old song. I guess now that we're talking about oldies, I brought up Aretha Franklin. I like that old song. It says, ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Things are going to get brighter. Say, is that possible? Scripture says the daily life, of a man or woman of God, that's you, people of God, the righteous, shines brighter and brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. So that's actually scriptural. You receive that tonight. Somebody needs hope in this house, I declare hope over you. God has a record of the tears you've cried. I believe somebody in here today, I don't know who you are. You can tell me if you want after the service. You don't have to. I know it's the voice of the Lord. The Lord would say to you today, You asked me today when. You asked me the very, that question. You said, When, Lord, and I heard your prayer. And the Lord would th- say to you, I'm on it. I'm on it. You say, Man, I, Lord, I don't understand. You don't have to understand, just believe. Jesus said, "The works. You, here's the work that the, God, the Lord requires of you, that you believe in the Son He has sent. You just believe. You believe His Word. You believe the words that are coming out of my mouth that line up with Scripture tonight. You ask, and I believe there's more than one person in here that did it. There's at least one, though, for sure, that said, today they prayed, and they said, Lord, when? And he said, at the right time. Soon enough. I will take care of it, and it's soon. I don't know who you are, but God knows. When? He said, I haven't forgotten. I gave you a promise. And when it's according to my word, I will complete it. I want everybody in this house to repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me by the b- blood of Jesus. I believe. Say, I still believe. Say, I will always believe that Jesus is Lord of all. He is my Savior and my King. I believe He died and rose again for me, for my sin, to keep me out of hell. Say, I believe, and I'm so grateful, Lord, in Jesus' name.